You're listening to the Before You Build podcast. If you're dreaming of building a custom home or you're ready to start planning right now, this show is your one-stop shop for actionable home building tips that will help you design a home that makes your family and your wallet happy for years to come. I'm Carrie, a Midwestern mom who designed my own custom home from the ground up, inside and out. I cracked the code on how to bring my dream home to life while sticking very close to budget. And now I'm here to teach you everything I learned along the way so that you too end up with a cozy, beautiful home that is perfect for your family. Let's go ahead and dive in. Hey there, welcome back to the Before You Build podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Barker, aka Caroline on Design. And today in episode 58, I am super excited to share my very first podcast interview with you. This is episode 58, so I've held off on doing interviews for a long time, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to share one of my new business besties with you. Today, I'm chatting with Holly, who is the founder and architect of Hereabout. Holly has more than a decade of experience in residential design, and she started her business, Hereabout, to bridge the gap between budget and design for people who want a thoughtfully designed home, but might not want to pay the custom design price. Holly has a passion for design and is dedicated to sustainability. Also, she focuses on making quality design attainable. The root of her design philosophy is creating warm, livable spaces, and she believes that homes are truly a space to belong and connect. So that's a little bit of background about Holly, but I will let her tell you more. So Holly, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So I kind of did a big intro, but if there's anything else you want to share, please feel free to give us a little background about you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here, first of all. And, you know, so I live in Brooklyn, New York with my family, my husband and my toddler. And as you mentioned, I'm an architect. Um, I lived out in Montana for 10 years. That's where I did my undergraduate and graduate degree in architecture. I um, got my license in architecture over the pandemic, which was a pandemic win. (laughs) Yeah. As you mentioned, I've been in residential design for most of my career, um, doing high-end residential, helping friends with projects, um, working on plans for builders, kind of really navigating a lot of different realms of how um, I want to you know, use my expertise and use my talents within the residential design field. And I've just always really loved home because of the scale and the intimacy. And as you know, like the joy that home can provide all of us. So yeah. And about my business, I started my business two and a half years ago with one single home plan. And now we have six. So it's been a good couple of years. And I'm excited to see how it continues. Okay, so you started your business two and a half years ago. Is that what you said? Yeah. So before that, you were doing custom design for clients? Yes. Okay. And I was doing high residential design for the most part. And I loved that. Um, I loved working one-on-one with clients. I loved working on these beautiful, wonderful projects where I really got to dig into lots of details and work with some like really wonderful builders and craftspeople making a lot of custom um, design work happen. And I got into designing stock plans because my friend was was hoping to build a home 
she had a piece of land and she was trying to, to, to figure out how she could design a home um, on the budget that she had. She didn't have the budget to hire a custom, um, an architect to do a custom design. And she started looking at stock plans and a lot of them just fell short of what she was after. And also by, I was on, like, I was by her side as she was looking at these plans and I was a little snobby, I'll be honest. <laughs> and I was like, I am too. You can't build that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so through that process of working with her and helping her on this project, I really saw that there was an opportunity to design really thoughtful, you know, really wonderful stock plans for folks that were looking for something in this specific range of home type, um, layering in sustainability, giving some expertise from my background that I had, knowing what's really important to have within a drawing set, all of these things that I were value adds that I feel felt like I could help out with, then really started to trickle into the business and started to develop the plans that I now have for sale. Okay, that's great. So, all right. So you said that you value sustainability in your plans. Can you explain what that means? Because I don't fully understand that. Yes. No, and it is such a vague term. So I really appreciate that question. And it's something that is necessary, I think, if anyone throws out the word sustainability, that you question what they mean by it. So I think that that's a great question. So I look at sustainability in three parts. Um, The first part is really taking extreme care of your building enclosure. And that just means a building enclosure that's well insulated, that's waterproof, right? Because we don't want water coming to the inside of our homes. That's the worst thing that could happen. (laughs) And that it's well sealed, meaning the airflow from outside to inside, from inside to outside. We really want that building enclosure, all of the exterior walls to be super well sealed. And so that's part one. We've developed a set of details that really provide you and your builder with a path towards creating that nice tight enclosure. And it's there, there are details that won't break the bank on your project. And that's something else that I'm really focused on. Like how can we get up to a certain um, efficiency level without it totally derailing your budget for your home so that you can also have all of the things that you want, like a nice countertop and, you know, all of the other things that do mm-hmm. matter, right? Because it's all about balance, in my opinion. The second part to the sustainability framework that I believe in is designing for low waste and affordable construction. And that means when I'm designing a home, I design something on a two by two grid so that we're really working with the materials instead of against them. Um, It's a nice constraint to have while designing. And when you can save on materials, and I just say two by two grid because a lot of building materials come in that dimensional format. So when you can save on materials, then you automatically save on the cost of your home construction. And it's a win-win. So can I ask you a question? I'm sorry, really quickly, Mm -hmm. because as a non-architect, and my listeners are mostly non-architects, when you're saying to reduce the waste, is this like not creating extra walls or is this, what do you mean by that? 
It's just not creating extra waste if you can avoid it, right? So okay. plywood sheet comes in a four foot by eight foot dimension. Let's work with that plywood sheet dimension so that we're not having to cut off six inches here and six inches there and eight inches there, you know, because that just creates waste that we can't really reuse those pieces necessarily. Okay. That makes perfect sense. That's what I was trying to get at, but I didn't know how to say it. So, okay, perfect. Thank you. Okay, so I think I interrupted you. You were still in the middle of the sustainability. No problem. So then the third part of sustainability, which you, I think our values are totally aligned on this because this is what you're all about, is really planning and deciding for the long term. And that's all about creating those priorities at the beginning of your build before you start building, right? Before you even start designing, let's really determine exactly what you want to build and why you want to build it. Um, Because that will lead you to a house that you truly love. And you'll love that house for longer, right? Mm -hmm. If you make decisions through that planning process and aren't super clear about what you want, then at the end of the day, you're not going to 100% love what you've built, and you'll probably discard it sooner rather than later. Right. That is so true. This is why everybody, Holly and I get along. Well, we'd get along anyway, but we do have very similar values about really the more planning you put into your build before you start, the happier you're going to be with the outcome. So, yep. Yep. The happier your wallet's going to be, the happier your marriage will be (laughs) everything, all of it. So I kind of want to hear more about your process. So you went from designing at first, let me just tell the audience that this is a big deal to have. I mean, I think a lot of stock plans maybe are created by architects, but they're not always thoughtfully created by architects. There are a lot of wonky things that you can find in stock floor plans. Um, For example, you know, a bathroom, right? When you walk in the front door, you see a toilet that just things like that. And Holly is providing a service where she has stock plans that are very well thought out. So I really want to hear about your process, how you do this. Yeah, I'm happy to share. Um, It's also wonderful to step back from the process and think through how I actually work through it because (laughs) (laughs) I never get that opportunity. So thank you. Um, Yeah. So when I'm at the beginning of a design, um, specifically for a stock plan, I really start with the big picture. And I really think about even though I'm not designing for a specific person or a specific family, I really try and envision who this home will be for. Who might this family be? What type of things might they need? And even what type of things do they do? Because that really changes, um, it really changes what I'm including in terms of the program, which means like how many beds, how many baths, do they need a big mudroom? Do they need a small mudroom? Right. So really trying to create this user group in order to make the home and the design really functional for that group. It doesn't mean that a different group or a different family or person that doesn't necessarily match this user group could come in and say, this is perfect. But um, in the design, I feel like, and in that design process, it's really helpful to have clarity again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is all 
have clarity on who this is for so that I can make smart design decisions for them. So one small example that I'll share is I designed the Kinfolk, which is one of our, it's a single level four bedroom home, um, home plan that we have in our collection. And I designed it for a growing family. So somebody that might have one kid, but they're hoping to have another, or, you know, they have all their, like they have two or three kids and everyone's growing and soon they'll be teenagers, right? So the idea that this family is growing and they'll need the spaces to reflect that growth uh, um, with time. So the central space in the home is really perfect for everyone to gather together, but everyone in the family has their own wing um, on either side of the home. So the parents have a specific wing for themselves and the kids have the other side of the home where they can be a little louder. And that sounds like a huge home, right? When I describe it that way, but this home is is just under 1900 square feet, right? Packed in four bedrooms, a nice mudroom space, laundry, big kitchen, big living room, dining room, open space. So yeah, the next step in the process is I really ask, start asking myself a lot of questions that I would typically ask a client if I was working through a custom design process. So how do they live? Like, do they love to cook? What size of beds do they need? And then I really try and like predict the answers of these questions based on my experience working with a lot of custom design clients in my past. Okay. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's just like such a, it's such a unique way to create a stock. I mean, it's not really a stock plan, but a plan for, you know, (laughs) that will work for lots of people. But I love that you really kind of go into the mindset of the family that you're creating this home for. What, what are kind of the average sizes of plans you have? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, The smallest plan we have is really more of a cabin kind of getaway house, and that's 860 square feet. And then it goes up to about 2,090 square feet right now. Um, That said, I've worked with clients to customize the homes, um, and we've customized them to be bigger, almost up to 3,000 square feet. So yeah, that's the range. Okay, so what's kind of the process when you have a customer purchase a plan. You said you've customized. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Like how involved are you with the customizing? Yes. So this is a process that I've developed over the years working with many different clients um, to customize the plans. So you can just go onto our site and purchase a plan as is and, and that's it. Or you can customize through our, what I call our signature process And I think that this process is such a huge value add for folks that might not want to invest in a fully custom design, but want to have something that's a little more tailored to them. This is an additional service that I provide, but rather than someone coming in with their revisions all figured out, um, so knowing like, I want to move this here and this there, you don't have to have any idea of how it's going to work, right? I just want you to come in hey, this is what our family is like. Um, I think this is what I need. I know I need an additional bedroom. Do you think it could work? And most likely I'll say, yes, anything's possible. (laughs) And 
really work together through a deep dive one-on-one process. I'm very involved because it's really similar to how I would work with a custom design client. Uh, So I learn all about what the client needs, what they want, and what they desire um, in order to make suggestions and provide design ideas. So I can really use my expertise, my knowledge base, my knowledge base of the home design itself to create good suggestions um, for this specific client. And this is a two-part process. Um, It includes an initial customized planning set and then that customized build set. So you get to work phase by phase through that process. And it does start at $9,500. So it's a little bit more than the stock plans themselves, but it's the process you get through it is super fun. And you really get that tailored design at the end. Okay. So now that leads me to more questions. So (laughs) that one is 9,500. Do you pay for the stock plan on top of that or how does that work? That includes the stock plan price within it. Okay. And can you give the listeners an idea of what it would cost to start from scratch using an architect? Because that will be, it can be very different. So that's a great question. So it very much depends on what you're building, but in average, the design fee for a custom home is about $22 a square foot. And this is a rough number, right? Um, But it's a nice average to set set a base in. Our plan sets range from about $1.5 to $4 a square foot. Um, So really trying to make that thoughtful design attainable, really trying to, to bring that that price point down for people. So you're saying if someone were to start from scratch with a custom design with an architect, it would roughly be about $22 per square foot, mm-hmm. whereas yours are more $4 per square foot? Two to four. Mm-hmm. Two to four dollars. Okay. So that is less than 20% mm-hmm. of what you would pay. Okay. So If you're charging $9,500 to help customize one of your plans, it's still far lower than what you would pay starting from scratch. Yeah. And it's a lot less time because you already have the base plan. Yeah. And I've also seen that it's really helpful for, even when I work with custom design clients, everybody needs something to react to. And it's sometimes really hard for people to get to a certain point in that custom design process until they have something to really focus on and react to and then create an opinion on. So having, which is not a bad thing, I think it's a very normal, very normal thing because you're you're trying to figure out so many things within this process all at the same time, right? So to start with a plan, say, okay, this is really close to what I want, but I know I need X, Y, Z, then we can start to tweak with that plan already in place. Okay. And they get they get to work with you when they do this? Yeah. Okay. So they get to work directly with the creator of the plan. Yeah. Yeah. That might change in the future, you know, as yeah, as you grow. I'm always going to want to have a really strong hand in it. So yeah, I think that's great. And I think it's great that people can come to you and they don't even have to know exactly what they want to change. They just know that something needs to be tweaked a little bit. 
to meet their needs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another question is, obviously, every city or state has their own building codes. How does that work with your plans? Yes, um, that's a great question. Uh, So we design for the International Residential Building Code. Okay. Follow all of those um, national regulations. That said, like you mentioned, every city, state has their own codes. So we do suggest and request that um, you do get your plan reviewed by a local authority. And that can be your builder, that can be your engin- an engineer, um, that can be even somebody through your code department can look through and they, they'll make, make it known if something's not up to code and then we can revise it. So, Okay. And that is, for anyone that doesn't know, that's pretty much a requirement with any plan you purchase. Yeah. You have to make sure it meets your local building codes. So, yeah. All right. So I feel like I kind of got us off track a little bit with a lot of really great information though, but we were talking about your process. So you think of, you think about the family, you ask yourself questions about the potential family that you see living in the home. Where do you go from there? Yeah. So once I have kind of that general vibe and general user group nailed down. So I really try to determine the aesthetic direction without putting myself in a box too much. Then I start sketching some ideas in plan. Um, And I, from (laughs) the beginning of architecture school, I always started sketching from the inside out. So I really like to think through how different rooms are connected, how even the kitchen is working, for example, even before I know like what the roof form of the house is or what the, what the exact shape of the home is going to be. So I'm really all about how are we living in these spaces and how are they working for us? And then I actually take, this is a really fun part of the process. I actually take the design public before it's done. And I start talking to my audience. Um, I ask specific questions about what they like and dislike in the design. And I usually do this by creating polls through Instagram and through newsletters. Um, And it's just a really fun way to engage with people and get some feedback that I, you know, the feedback that I would get from a custom design client, I need to get that from somebody. And so who's, who's better to get it from than my audience? Are they pretty honest with what they think could be tweaked or... They are. And I really love how people really think through their answers as well. I think that it's so valuable for me. And it's really also valuable for them as they're thinking about what they want to build, right? It all goes back to that planning before you start designing. So Yeah. yeah, I love that you include your audience. I think that's so cool and fun and gives them a little bit of ownership and exactly what you're creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so then I try and feed back into the design, continuing to fine tune. And then I start to build it out in three dimensions. Um, So really looking then at the exterior form and all of that. And then at the very end, once everything's really in place, I have that 3D model. I work in a digital 3D format. So I have that 3D model of the home. And then I start um, creating the drawings and the renderings from that model. Yeah, I go 
drawing to digital and back to hand drawing sometimes. So it's fun. I love that because I, and I feel like um, you have all the 3D renderings on your website, don't you? Okay. So when people go to your website, they can really get a feel for what the house is going to look like and how it's going to function. Yeah. So, and I just, these 3D video walkthroughs as well, which are really fun. Oh, wow. And you do all that yourself? Um, the walkthroughs I do, the renderings, I work with a rendering team um, because okay. they're beyond the uh, talent that I can achieve myself. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You have yeah. a lot of talent. You can't do everything. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with people? Um, I would love to share with people that, you know, as Carrie always talks about plan, plan, plan. And if you need help in that planning process, don't be afraid to ask for it. Um, and don't be afraid to like use external tools, like even, um, Carrie's workshops and programs that will help guide you because it's such a huge payoff in my opinion, um, to be able to take that critical look before you really start getting into the nitty gritty of a build. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I completely agree. Planning is the best thing you can do before you build and the best thing you can do before you create a plan, whether you buy a stock plan and tweak it, or you create a custom plan from scratch Either way, you really, really need to think about how your family lives in the is going to live in the house. And Holly, I love that you do that for your future customers. You really give it that thought. Um, one thing I didn't ask earlier that I'm really curious about: what's your design style? Oh, I love this. Um, I think it's very much based on all of the places that I've lived have has really informed my style. So I grew up in Vermont. So I have that kind of East Coast meets rural style. And then I lived in Montana for 10 years. So I've got this kind of mountain, modern, um, again, rural. (laughs) Uh, And I think those two areas have really influenced my design style and then mixed with a kind of more refined Scandinavian, minimal but warm. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you need to check her out and I'm going to have her tell you how to do that. But the designs are really, really cool. Really unique. I love them. So So where can people find you? Yes. So um, the website is hearabouthome.com. If you want to email any questions you have, I will personally respond to you. Hello at hearabouthome.com. And then you can find us on Instagram, engage in those polls. And our Instagram is hearabout underscore home. Okay. I will add all of these places to find Holly. I'll add them all in the show notes. So you can go find her, check out her products. They are beautiful and so unique. Thank you so much for being here, Holly. That was so fun. Thank you so much, Carrie. I appreciate it. It was really fun to be here. All right, friend, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, it would be awesome if you could take a minute to rate and review the Before You Build podcast. 
By doing this, you are personally helping me reach even more people who are ready to build the home of their dreams. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you next week. Same place, same time. Bye.